I'm not a huge fan of the news personally, but I've actually sought out news coverage more in these last few weeks than in the last few years combined. I've learned the names of politicians and epidemiologists. I've commented on the governor of Oregon's hair. But early on in my newfound hunger for updates, I was reminded that the news is a for-profit business and that nothing sells quite like sensationalism. Now I seek out the news once a week or less. It makes sense that, at the moment, we're all huddling around devices, as devices are the only thing offering any access to some semblance of connection. I never thought I'd host a church gathering on Easter Sunday, no less, through video conferencing, but here we are. But technology is a kind of monkey's paw for us at the moment. Sure, it keeps us connected in some incomplete sense for the time being, something we badly need at the moment, but it also energizes just about everything bad and dangerous about this time as well. A pastor friend of mine mentioned to me, discouraged, that the superficial comparison culture of Instagram has infected churches, which have all migrated into digital spheres and are more tempted than ever to affect a superficial veneer of awesomeness. Who has the best cameras, the best lighting, whose live digital worship is the hippest, who can afford set decorators and high-end IT support? Of course, it's not just churches. Social media cesspools offer venues to showcase the awesomeness with which you handle a pandemic, the beauty of the life you miss, the productivity you've managed. And it's not just grandstanding either. You should also be very angry and very, very afraid. If the news won't keep you good and freaked out, then isolation and loneliness are the perfect cocktail to manipulate hurting people so that they buy into wild conspiracies about 5G towers to fry our brains and secret satanic cult child trafficking rings run by Disney and Democrats. And in the whirlwind of competition and swagger, the fear-mongering and the obsessive paranoia, one encouragement pierces the insanity of it all. Turn it off. Not forever. Some of it can be good, but we need a break from time to time. So here are a few suggestions you can implement or adapt to break patterns of digital addiction. First, turn your phone off and put it away before you go to sleep. Don't turn it on again until after your morning routine. Set time limits for phone use or for certain apps. Limit your intake of news media to no more than twice a day and only for a set amount of time. Choose a recurring day each week when your phone will be powered down all day. If you find yourself drawn to contrary news outlets about government secrets and cover-ups, consider taking a break from them for a full week. See how you feel after that week. Use the extra time in the morning to read the scriptures. Use the extra pockets of freedom in your day to recenter your mind on God and his presence with a short prayer. Anytime you feel your hand itching for a device or you want to read more news or to refresh that Instagram feed, take note of the compulsion, slow down, and ask God to refresh you. And pray, Father, I am drawn to devices, some of them good, some of them bad, but none of them offer life. Only you can sustain me. Only you can lead me into truth. Please clear away the distractions and the lies that entangle that I may see you clearly today. <laughs> <laughs>